country music. I love country music. Country music. Country music. Country. Future country music's looking good. I love it. Country confidential. It's not as great as God, but it is definitely undefinable. You know, you, you look at it and it... it when I say Texas, what do you think of? For me, it's delicious barbecue, cowboys, and great music. Fiercely independent country artists have been coming from Texas for decades and pride themselves on being themselves. Backed by traditional instruments like pedal steel, fiddle, and acoustic guitar, the, their pridefulness in Texas country music is attracting new fans all the time. I got to sit down with Texas country artists Jaylee Gandy, Jake Worthington, Wade Bowen, and Clay Walker to learn a little bit more about their Texas roots. What makes their state sound so unique? How does their country music culture compare to the rest of the country? Y'all better get ready. In these upcoming interviews, I get all the secrets and untold stories of Texas country music from Texas country stars. I'm your host, Backstage Bobby. And this is Country Confidential, Texas Country, Part 2. Country Confidential. 18-year-old country songstress Jaylee Gandy has a spirit as independent as Texas. From a young age, Jaylee loved the country song stylings of some Texas greats like Wade Bowen, Pat Green, and more. With their inspiration, Jaylee recently released her first single, Hand-Me-Downs, as an ode to her way of Texas living. Texas is crazy. I mean, obviously the weather changes like insanely um, fast around here, but I feel like it's just the people. I mean, it's a saying that everything's bigger and better in Texas, and I truly do believe that. We're, the people are amazing. Um, we're also stubborn, and um, in my Hand-Me-Downs song, it actually talks about that. But it's just, we're so connected to what we believe in and we're so stubborn in our beliefs that I think it's a good place to grow up in. Um. I love that Jaylee brings up the people of Texas. Growing up in Lubbock, I had a feeling that Jaylee grew up with a ton of great music in her house. My mom always plays rap and my brother is just sitting in the back seat like vibing with it, like the old school. And I just, I never did. I could get down with the beat, but Country was always my favorite. It was, it's just the story behind it, I think, and all of the stories that they tell and how they tell it. It's just, it's really raw and I love it. I think that one of my favorite things about Jaylee is that she is helping to continue the traditions of Texas country music into modern day. Being a high school senior, she has the pulse on modern Texas music. I am from a small like school. Um, it's called the Idaloo. It's like 20 miles outside of our Lubbock, which is our big city. So, I mean, we have a Subway, a Dairy Queen, and a Sonic, and that's it. And then, oh, and a nursing home that has amazing food. But like, you kind of just learn. I mean, the people in my school, we all wear, they wear cowboy hats to prom and we wear turquoise to spice things up. Like, it's just, it's incredible. It's so cool and we're all so like, independent, I guess you could say, that it makes us all so much closer because uh, it's just fun to be around it. For me, one of the things that makes Texas country so unique is the songwriting. 
Jaylee helps to continue that tradition when she writes all of her music. I started singing pretty much when I could talk and I, like I would put on little shows for my family. So like it wasn't, I'm a very like theatrical, I'm not involved in theater, but like you can tell what I'm thinking. You could tell what I'm about to say. Like um, I, I was always the one that like put on shows. And so I started singing at a theater um, in Lubbock, it's called the Cactus Kids Theater. Um, and so I sang there for like four years and I really just learned like stage presence and how to connect with a crowd type of thing. And which honestly really helped me and I give a lot of credit to that. But songwriting, I mean, everyone always kind of, kind of like tries to write a couple songs in their diary as a kid, but um, I don't know. I've had a lot of help with songwriting. Um, I got to be in a like, I don't know if you'd call it like a little conference type of thing with Lindsay L. She did a songwriting kind of clinic and it was insane. She taught me so much. And then like everyone that I've been able to write with and co-write with, it's, they've all taught me so much and it's been a learning experience. I definitely wouldn't say I'm there yet, but I really like it. My dad has always told me the most successful people always ask for help. And I love that Jaylee is taking full advantage of mentors in the industry. Shout out to Lindsay L. But Jaylee, being so close to the Lubbock area, is thrusted into so much country music history. So I had to know which Texas acts she really loves. I don't know. I mean, obviously Josh Abbott is from Idaho, So he's from my hometown. So like, I think that'd be pretty cool. Um, my parents kind of were in the same crowd as Pat Green, so I think that would be pretty cool. It's just, it all kind of like ties back and it's such a small world to think that like they knew him when he was um, starting out, like, okay. <laughs> but honestly, even some of the just acts that play around te Texas and that are smaller are some of my favorites. It's, I mean, it's incredible how many acts come out of Lubbock and you think like Nashville is kind of the hub, but honestly, Texas has such a good music scene. Wow. There are so many Texas acts I haven't even heard of. I'm so excited to check them out. With Texas being a beloved home state for so many, I had to ask the native what the most special part of being from Texas is. I think it's just the fact that it's so raw. Like you listen to, um, Luke Bryan and all of the Kenny Chesney and type of things and it's it's country and it's great and then you get into um, the more Texas country and it's just so not simpler but simpler in a way like it's just I love it I prefer it actually now um, but it's so good it's so raw and real and it's just good voices to listen to I guess you could say. Good news, everybody. Jaylee has new music on the way. Her next single, Down the Road, comes out this month. It's all about graduating high school and the emotions and memories that come with it. As new music continues to come, I wanted to know how Jaylee wanted to honor her home state. Gosh, I kind of just want to stay true to it, honestly, like true to myself. I think that's one of my biggest things that I'm scared of about the music industry is because you are supposed to kind of fit a mold in a way. You're supposed to be unique enough to get attention, but um, fit that perfect mold into a country star or whatever you want to say. 
Um, but honestly, that is not my intention. And I just think that being myself and just conveying what I'm feeling is um, my favorite thing to do in my songs. And I think with hand-me-downs and with the new stuff, I think it's staying on that path. Country Confidential. Hailing from LaPorte, Texas, Jake Worthington is where it's at with Texas Country right now. He auditioned for season five of The Voice, but didn't make the team. But that didn't bother him. Like a true Texan, he didn't give up on his dreams. He auditioned for the show again in season six and landed as the runner-up on Team Blake. Since then, he's released two EPs with over 8 million streams and announced a new album out this month. He's shared the stage with some greats like Cody Johnson and Pat Green, just to name a few. He's also now signed to Big Loud Records, home to people like Larry Fleet, Hardy, and Morgan Wallen. He just opened for his label mate Ernest as well, and I had a chance to sit down with Jake to talk about it all. Well, we, yeah, we grew up right there uh, in the port. Uh, I, my my grandpa played uh, songs at Christmas. You know, he every time we'd go over to his place, he'd pull the guitar out and be singing the the same songs he had been been already had wrote for a long time. And, and uh, you know, I guess that always just just stuck to me as a kid. And uh, you know. Uh, Oh, I just felt like country music was always on wherever I was at, whether we were messing around, uh, working on stuff, or uh, in the bar, or at the rodeo, or livestock show, whatever, whatever we was doing. It's just always been around, uh, just country music. Uh, in Texas, we're so fortunate to, to have a, a large independent uh uh, country music following uh, and, and now now these days it's it's even more so all kinds of music you know uh, but uh, so I've seen a lot of music uh, everywhere a lot I guess uh, you know local local guys and, and uh, seldom uh, whoever whatever big star was at the Houston Rodeo Jake's Texas roots obviously run deep and I love that his love for music does too even though he's always been surrounded by country music growing up, I wanted to know if being a country artist was always in the cards for him. It's always something that I've done. Uh, it's always something I've I've had, uh, and uh, I you know I I never saw it being a uh, a career you know for me, uh, uh, but you know I I soon come to uh you know at a young age and uh went for it it's it's definitely something that uh uh i don't you know i can't do nothing else so <laughs> i'm sure like many of us jake is influenced by a lot of different music he shared the artists that influenced him the most and what he admired most about them you know early on i was real laid up with anything that was this honky tonk music, you know, uh, drinking and dancing and uh, hurting and all that good stuff. I think 
uh, you know, uh, just being my, the age that I am and growing up when I grew up, hearing guys like Allen and Garth and, and Straight, you know, those were the pinnacle. But, uh, you know, my grandpa, early, early on, uh, you know, I knew who George Jones was and Merle Haggard and Farron Young and, and Ray Price. And uh, the list goes, goes on and on and on uh, with that kind of stuff. But, I, you know... Just, just to answer fairly, uh, uh, when I was about 18, 19 years old, uh, and you know, at that at that point, I had been, I had been, uh, I dove off in in it. You know, uh, I was listening to a lot of Daryl Singletary and Mark Chestnut and and uh, uh, Kevin Denny. Uh, Keith Whitley has always been, you know, I, I think Keith Whitley is, uh, when, when he died, a piece of the world died with him. And, uh, and that is true in country music. But I think that, uh, I think these days you're seeing a lot more, uh, a lot more folks who are influenced by that decade of, of song craft and, and records and singing. But anyways, uh, I guess from the time I got down there, you know, by the time I turned 21 and and uh, a lot of them songs that Merle was singing started to make a whole lot of sense to me, a whole lot more sense to me. And, uh, you know, of course, naturally, uh, I've always been intrigued with who wrote the song, who, who played guitar on what and, and things like that. And, uh, a guy named uh, Tommy Connors uh, was a songwriter on a lot of that uh, Merle Haggard stuff, uh, which I became a real big fan of. But uh, a lot of the Daryl Singletary, Mark Chestnut, Sammy Kershaw stuff, there was a songwriter named Roger Springer who had wrote a lot of, had had a lot of cuts on them records and uh, throughout the 90s and early 2000s. and. Uh, I, he, he, I would say that he, he's the guy that taught me how to write songs for sure. Uh, and I, I'm still learning and, and I feel fortunate that I get to write them with him, uh, these days. And, and, uh, but you know, we, we could talk all night about, uh, Freddie Powers or Whitey Schaefer. I think Whitey Schaefer is the, 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 my favorite songwriter ever, you know, but he wrote like, uh, all my exes live in Texas. And a song called uh, "When Did You Stop Loving Me." It had a bunch of straight hits, and then like the early on stuff. But like I never go around mirrors. He wrote. And, uh, he wrote "Bandy the Rodeo Clown." I don't know uh, if you're familiar with a guy named Mo Bandy, but back back in the '70s and '80s, he had a big old hit with that down here. Big old record with a guy named Joe Stampley, uh, that you know, and I guess in high school we listened to it a lot and drank uh, plenty of plenty of uh, alcohol to all that good stuff. But uh, Whitey Schaefer, Whitey, uh, Harley Allen, I love Harley Allen. Uh, I wouldn't have found out about him if it wasn't for a guy named White McCubbin. A, an old friend and, and a and a and a true friend and uh you know i i wouldn't 
have uh, I wouldn't have been in the writing rooms that I was in had had I not uh, had him in my corner at at a point in time and still to this day. Uh, but we we cut up and drank beer and listening to old records and stuff like that. But there's a there's a guy named Harley Allen who's based out of Ohio and uh, and he's a grasser. But he had, his daddy had a bunch of bunch of bluegrass records back in the day and you know uh, Harley followed suit. I think he had a I think he did a deal with with his brother like they had a brother thing uh, the Allen brothers at some point but uh, anyways I, I'm a big fan of of Harley's writing he, he wrote a song on Allen's record there uh, uh, Between the Devil and Me Jake gave me quite the history lesson on Texas country, and I am so here for it. His knowledge is clearly influenced by his own style of music, but I wanted to know how he lends his history to music. Uh, it's, you know, uh, hard-headed, I would say. Uh, I think, uh, I don't know, it's, it's kind of, you know, a lot, there's two different, there's, there's, more than one way to skin a cat I guess but uh, uh, you know where where one one person could go uh, thinking that uh, you know to get to get into the music world or something like that you know you gotta get either a money backer or a, a record label behind you or, or something like that and uh, or you can think uh, you know, well, uh, gotta go eat, eat uh, crow, and uh, get in the get into the beer joints, and you know, kind of learn up from there. But uh, you know, I, I I've had a very unique uh, experience with with that. Uh, you know, I got to do the voice thing a long, long time ago, and and that opened a lot of doors. It, it gave me a an opportunity to see, to see where things, you know, go in a different light, I guess, uh, or how things run or at a high level. But uh, uh, I, I just went home and and uh, you know took took whatever social media presence I had at the time and and just told people about shows I was playing and and. Uh, you know, over the years, there's been so many different characters that I've ran into, good and bad, uh, uh, mostly good. Uh, you know, there's a whole lot of people responsible for why I stayed busy throughout the years, uh, other than myself. But uh, I don't think that I would have. Uh, I had my opportunity at not knowing, you know, a whole lot about nothing. Uh, uh, and getting a shot and, and I was 17 years old and didn't really know know uh, the difference between come here and sick them I would say and uh, or uh, as uh, Greg Hunt would say but uh, you know just so many great venues that support live music so many people that go and still listen to live music uh, uh, they're real people out there and uh, real places, and I don't know. It's just always Texas has always had had uh, opportunity for 
for making a little noise and getting paid for it. You know, whether or not you, you're selling shows out and things like that nature now, I, you know, it takes a little bit of sharpness and uh, some planning behind that, I'm sure. But uh, I reckon cream rises and, and uh, you know, there, there's an opportunity to go sit, you know, go sit sit on the on the coals out here if, if you want making a little noise and getting paid i think we need to put that on a shirt that is a texas size statement after touring all over texas i had to know what some of his favorite venues were i haven't got to play you know a lot of the the ones that everybody you know you know the, those ones but i've gotten to to go to a few of them. I mean, Green Hall is always a, a blast. And uh, uh, earlier, earlier on, I got a lot of opportunities to play at a dance hall called Schrader Hall or Schroeder Hall. People say different. Uh, and it's down there in Goliad, Texas. It's it's supposed to be the second oldest. I mean, it's it's the second oldest dance hall in the state. Whenever I started going there, they still weren't selling liquor. You know, you, you brought your own liquor and they had setups. And, and uh, you know, all the old show posters were in the wall and there wasn't no green room. What You know, you had to use the public bathroom or outside. You'd sweat. You'd sweat. I mean, sweat now. It's, it'd be hot in there. Uh, that place was always fun. Uh, we played a lot at a place called Copeland Dance Hall for a good amount of time. Once I got my feet up underneath me and I could I could carry a band a little bit better, and and I had I've had so many great pickers to to, to get to work with throughout the years, and, and they've played them beer joints with me. Uh, Copeland Copeland's been a place where. A lot of them beer joints and dance songs are like that. Once the work's over with, you can kind of, you know, you can kind of get off stage and, and, and go sit in the crowd and hang out. And I've definitely had my fair share of time doing that. Uh, it feels like home, but uh, it's a good place to try try songs out you're writing, I guess. And sorry, I talk, I, I sometimes don't make sense when I talk. Damn uh, old. Uh, man, Whitewater Amphitheater. I got to play there uh, with Flatland Calvary one time, uh, and them boys. That whole camp was just just solid gold. Uh, they were they they took us on the road this year quite a bit, and uh, when they didn't have to, and uh, uh, you know they they they're doing very well for themselves. I get to. You know they've they've gotten to see a lot of them awesome venues. They they shared quite a bit of that opportunity with me this year. I'm I'm extremely grateful for it. But Floors Country Store, that's a great one. And Pelotas, yeah, yeah, that's a that's a staple. Uh, there's a place in uh, Fort Worth called Red's Honky Tonk uh, that uh, only the swing bands and like the, the guys that can get up there and do the four hour gig and play with no breaks. And, and uh and do the the dance music the western western swing uh roots music uh is a great place for that there's a place in bandera i think uh is where it's at called uh oh hell i can't remember it's okay uh, 
I love it. I love that but you mentioned Fort Worth. Our whole family went to TCU, so go Frogs. <laughs> oh, that right? Yeah. There you go. There you go. I, there's a lot of, I mean, you know, where I'm from, though, down there in that southeast region, there's a lot more, like, you see a lot more ice houses, a lot more uh, just beer joints, you know. I was lucky enough to see Jake firsthand open up for Ernest in Chicago at Joe's on Weed. While on stage, Jake teased a new project, so naturally, I had to ask. Being by doing doing what makes me uh, get up in the morning, uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm in a really really awesome awesome spot that you know I don't reckon come. I know it didn't come easy, but uh, the work does, right? You know, uh, at least we tell ourselves that. But no, really, I, I, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't, um, I'm, I couldn't imagine being in a better opportunity or situation to uh, be trusted with, uh, with, with what I do uh, by my partners, and that being big, loud, and and uh, you know. Uh, I'm about country music, you know. I I don't care where you're from. I, you know, if I like country music. I like something to to relate to. I think it can be heard everywhere. Uh, but uh, we, I don't know. I think I hope that when people hear the record that we put together, that they that they hear something that that uh, reminds them of home or or somewhere they've never been that they that they have only heard about. Country Confidential. Texas country music veteran and icon Wade Bowen has quickly become one of my favorite artists. A native of Waco, Texas, Bowen has been captivating fans for nearly two decades. Wade has also quickly become a staple in the Red Dirt, Texas scene and has played some of the biggest and best honky tonks in the state, like Billy Bob's in Fort Worth. With multiple Texas radio hits and some 4,000 shows under his belt, Wade's poetic take on country music is truly his own. His latest album, Somewhere Between the Secret and the Truth, is a culmination of 20 years of grind, heartache, and more grind. I was lucky enough to sit down with Wade to chat about his love of his home state and the music it gives us. My influences are so all over the place. I mean, I, I grew up with two older sisters and then one younger one. And my mom was really into music. And, and so my influences were like, my first concert I ever went to, I was about six years old, was Alabama. That's where they drug me to, like every Alabama concert they could go to. So it was a lot of the 80s and 90s country, but my mom listened to a lot of Eagles. She listened to a lot of Credence. She listened to a lot of Patsy Cline. Um, my dad was really into Willie and Waylon. And, and then as I got into college and started writing songs is when I really dove into my dad's influences of like, Guy Clark and Rob fell in love with Robert O'Keefe. I mean, uh, and and when, when you start diving into the songwriters, Billy Joe Shaver, those guys. I mean, it really changed the, my whole my whole world. So, and, and then and then I discovered Bruce Springsteen as well. So it's like this crazy mix of bowling pot of all kinds of different music. I would like to personally thank Wade's sisters for dragging him to all of those Alabama shows. It really comes as no surprise that Wade's influences are all over the place. Texas really is a melting pot for a lot of really great music. Wade mentioned that he went to college, so I had to know if being a country star was always plan A. 
Yeah, I think so. I mean, I always wanted it to do it. I always wrote like short stories and poems and stuff growing up as a kid, but I was really focused on sports. I played so many sports just for fun, you know, and uh, that really took up a lot of time. And then I really didn't learn to play guitar till I was about 17. And that's when I started, I learned a guitar only so I could start writing songs. That's what I wanted to start doing. And so when I hit 17 and started, started the guitar, that's when my whole world opened up and I really started focusing on music. And I went to Texas Tech in Lubbock and met some friends and got in the, literally the age old story, got in the garage and jammed together and started playing music. And I saw Robert O'Keen play in concert when I was a freshman in college and it changed my life. Up until that point, I thought I was going to have to move to Nashville and wait tables and wait my turn. And when I saw Robert Earl play, uh, he was a guy who was not mainstream. He wasn't on the radio all the time, but had was sold out show. And I was like, that's it. I can go do my dream right now. And, and so I've been doing it ever since. I love that one artist at one concert affected Wade so immensely. That's something that I felt myself watching Wade live, and I hope he knows that he has that effect on his fans as well. The Texas country community is something really so special. So naturally, I had to know Wade's thoughts on the Texas country ecosystem as a whole. I've never been able to figure that out. I just know that it is. It's, it's, if you think about it, you know, it started 50, over 50 years ago, right? I mean, Willie and Waylon doing, being a part of the outlaw movement, and it's really the only uh you know the only uh culture like that that's that survived that long i mean others have come and gone like the the grunge you know the seattle movement all this stuff has come and gone but i don't know i don't know why it's lasted i'm just so glad that it has i think it's it's come in waves and and it's had good decades and and not so good decades but it's always been there i I don't we we're so lucky to have venues and um stages and places that believe in original music and and there's this boiling pot of like i mean it's tejano and it's blues and it's rock and roll and it's country and it's swing music and all of that everybody plays shows with everybody so there's something just it's just just this kind of wild mess that just seems to work and uh, i don't know i love it i mean it's the reason i've i've stayed in texas never made the move just because We tour so much down in Texas in that region, so we've stayed there. Wild mess that seems to work. How beautifully does that sum up Texas country and its community? I love that Wade also chatted a little bit about the venues in Texas that helped to foster original music. It helps to foster music so much that he recorded a live album from two famed venues, The Blue Light and then again at Billy Bob's.
Add seeing Wade at Billy Bob's to your bucket list. He is such an inspiration. But Wade did something kind of fun during the 2020 fiasco that helped himself and his Texas country fans during the hard times. He called it Wade's World. It allowed fans like me and you, when we were missing music, to have music, thanks to Instagram Live. So of course, I had to know more. Uh, you know what I learned most was that um, fans love music and no matter what happens, they're gonna find it and they're gonna figure it out and they're gonna be with you if, if they really believe in what's going on. I mean, I, I'm still blown away and it almost brings a tear to my every time I talk about it. We were, we were, we were clueless what we were gonna do, you know? So everybody was searching so hard for answers and here we I find this crazy thing called live streaming I had no clue about, no clue what we were gonna do, how we we're gonna do it. And then all of a sudden we have like the first show at 7,000 people show up and clock and log in and they're giving money, you know, they didn't, they weren't, they were shut down too. They were scared of what was going to happen and they're, they're giving us money, donating money to us and they're buying our merchandise. Our merchandise sales were through the roof during, during that time. I mean, it's just, so I found that people love music and they love, uh, we have some amazing fans that love our music and, and really kept us afloat during that time. And it was so inspiring and it still is to this day. All the things that have happened in my career, good and bad, everything, um, I will never ever forget the Wade's World time that I did that because everybody really just, just helps so much. Well, Wade, thank you because you helped me and a lot of other fans all over the world. But one of my other favorite things about Wade is his crazy yet inspiring friendship with fellow Texas great, Randy Rogers. Oh gosh, well, we met years ago I was playing and Sam Marcus he was finishing up school there and he came out to a show and then invited the band and I back to party with him at his house and we went back and jammed a little bit and realized we were going to be friends you know and uh, we've been friends ever since and uh, I, I don't know what it is there's something about uh, when we're on stage together people love it they uh, I think they they feel a natural friendship you know we're constantly making fun of each other and we're complete opposites of each other which i think works well for the show but what we're doing up there is exactly what we do i mean on the bus or we're not flipping any switch and going up and becoming hold my beer the duo you know we're, we're just being ourselves and we don't make a set list we don't know what we're doing 90 percent of the time we just kind of fumble our way through it and and we've been doing it for years and it's a great friendship. We live like two minutes from each other um, and New Braunfels there in, in New Braunfels, Texas. And just, yeah, it's a crazy thing. You know, we, we started kind of uh, focusing on the Hold My Beer tour and, and then we started making records and, you know, it was just kind of a side thing. We, we were just having fun. Uh, didn't, didn't really focus much on it. We just were having fun really. And next thing you know, we look up and here we are, you know, like, getting calls to play Red Rocks with Miranda Lambert for two nights and playing Jordan Spieth's charity event and all these things, you know, that, that we get these opportunities as buddies to do this. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's, we just laugh our way through it and, and actually do make a, a decent amount of money with it as well. So it's, it's a great combination. We love doing it and I hope we do it forever. We're already writing the next record. So there will be a volume three coming out next year. And so it's, it's gonna be fun. What? A volume three? I am one happy girl. I've said it before and I'll say it again. Wade's writing is 
top notch and really captures the independent spirit of Texas. His new project, Somewhere Between the Secret and the Truth, is chef's kiss. It's my job as a journalist and a fan to get all the scoop. The process uh, for me for this one was a little different. I, I felt I had more focus. I felt I had more direction of where I wanted to go with this album from the get-go, which normally I just kind of write songs and then put it together when I'm in the studio. This one, I like, I was going to lean heavily on country music. I was going to lean heavily on those influences, like I said earlier, of the 80s and 90s country. I was going to lean into that because that's what I love. And, you know, coming out of out of COVID and what we've had the last couple of years, I mean, you know, I'm not going to take anything for granted. Not that I ever really did before, but uh, I just dove, I, I asked myself, what do I love? What, 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 would, what would make me happiest in my career? And so I, I dove into that and, and start, so once I, once I felt a good groove going, I, I really enjoy, I really enjoy writing uh, what I feel is country music. I, I enjoy that. I, I've written a lot of rock songs. I've written a lot of, I've written everything, you know, I guess to, to some magnitude, but I just love the lyric writing of country and the melodies and and I felt like I, with this record I could find a way to uh, write that stuff and then still produce it in a way where it's it, it's unique to myself and, and fits my career that I've done so kind of combine the two into this vintage Wade Bowen sound with a more country uh, flavor and I, I I love I love the way it turned out I'm, I'm so proud of it and and I love seeing the reaction and response from people I, I think and also when I looked to my career, what have been the most successful songs of my career thus far, it was always the Saturday Night, the West Texas Rains, the Who I Am songs that, that were leaning a little more towards the countryside. So uh, I, I, I'm really proud of this for, for all those reasons. I think I had a direction, a focus, and, and I dove in and, and came out on the other side of it with a, a project that I feel is the best record I've ever made in my life. Okay, fangirl moment. I had to ask Wade my signature question. So Wade, how do you define country music? Country music is honesty. Um, it is direct, it's honest. It is not afraid to tell the truth. It is not afraid to uh, speak the truth, no matter how crazy it may seem sometimes. You know, country music uh, speaks to the heart and it talks about things that are hard to talk about. I mean, it talks about things that are, I don't know. It's hard for me to define country music because it's, I think it doesn't get enough credit for being as as, as, as much depth as it really has. Uh, I think the simplicity of country music creates the depth that it has. And I think there's so much to it. He Stopped Loving Her Today and songs like that that are timeless, no matter what, uh, you know, genre, you cut them in, it would still be massively great songs. And so um, country music is all about the words and the and the, the performance put behind it, whether you believe them or not. And that goes back to the one word, being honest. Country Confidential. This next artist has three decades worth of hits. He's from Beaumont, Texas. Do you know who it is yet? Guys, it's Clay Walker. 
afraid of his roots, Clay burst onto the scene in 1993 with his single, What's It To You? And it reached number one on the Billboard charts. Since then, the Texas native has added an additional six, yes, six number ones. His new album, Texas to Tennessee, has so much critical acclaim that it has led him on a big tour. We were lucky enough to catch up with Clay in Nashville for his tour, and like every great country story, there has to be a beginning. Oh no, music was everywhere in my house. All of my family were musicians and singers, and, and uh, of course we had the radio too, and and uh, and albums, the big albums, you know, that you played on record. So it was. We have a very musical family, but also a music-loving family. So I, I, I grew up around music every day. I think Amarillo by Morning was probably the, that's a song that really just was my favorite song as a kid, you know, and, and still is, it's still my favorite song. Clay and I really bonded over our love of George Strait. After wondering where Clay found his passion for music, he mentioned that his family was incredibly musical. My dad played guitar, okay. you know, so I wanted to do that naturally. You know, and uh, I remember the first guitar he ever bought me. It's like this real cheap, you know, piece of junk, basically. <laughs> and it hurt my fingers so bad. And he said, he goes, I knew that if you kept playing that, that you really wanted to play. And so that's where it started. Obviously, his fingers didn't hurt that bad because his love of music only there, There's so much talent there. Um, you can't just name just one. There's... I mean, there's dozens, literally dozens of country music singers there, male and female, Texas acts, that, that really have it and they connect and resonate, you know, with Texans. And I would say that you know, if you can connect with Texans on the, on the country level, then you, you pretty much can be a national act. I mean, so it's not like, oh, they're just in the state of Texas. I mean, it, Texas kind of is its own country. Now that's the truth. At times, Texas really does seem like it's its own country. With nearly three decades under his belt and hundreds, if not thousands of shows played, Clay talked to me about his favorite venue in all of Texas. For me, my, my greatest memories in Texas are the Woodlands. There's a there's a uh, pavilion there called the Cynthia Woods Mitchell Pavilion. And um, we've sold it out several times with the memories there. I remember the sound checks. I, I would come in the night before. I was so ecstatic about playing that show that I'd come in the night before, rehearse with the band, get everything right. Just, I cared that much, and, and I still do. And, and as a matter of fact, we're going back there uh, in uh, 2023. Just no one knows it yet. But you can tell them. Okay, I gotta love some breaking news. My favorite. But one thing that I love about the music that comes out of Texas is its songwriting. So guys, you have to hear what Clay thinks. Well, I think the greatest um, asset that we have is that you can write about the way you grew up in Texas and it fits right into the country music, you know, uh, scene of our country music fan base because we're just writing about the way we lived. And uh, I wrote a song called Live Until I Die, which was you know, one of my first number ones and a uh, song that I had written and just about the way I grew up. I'll say it again, Clay has been killing the game for three decades. That's as old as me. But I had to know, if he could pinpoint one memory that has really touched him throughout his career, what would it be? Well, I remember my first party for uh, a million selling album, you know, a platinum album, and we sold a million copies, you know, of an album. And 
and uh, it was so awesome. Just all the I'd been on the road touring, and there was so not not any time really to enjoy what you've been doing. And at that one moment, there's this big party that the record label threw. Tons of industry folks were in town, and uh, it was surreal. You know, I, I was walking through different parts of that big room. They had it all decorated up, shaking hands, taking pictures, but seeing number one plaques for this song, number one for that one, number one for this, you know, and all those accolades, and just going, wow, we, we did all that, and it, it, it went by like a blur. And I would, you know, encourage other artists, when you have those successes, man, take the time, enjoy them, but every every number one I've ever had, and even songs that were top tens that weren't number ones, you know, were, uh, just, they, they all had special memories with them. Wow, what great advice to really enjoy the moment and your success. With his latest album, Texas to Tennessee, I had to know the meaning behind Texas it. Texas to Tennessee is, is also a song on the album, but it's really about my life. You know, like, you know, I'm a Texan, I'll always be a Texan. And, you know, Tennessee's where my business is, but I love Tennessee. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of connection between the two states, you know, one of the fun facts that I love is that, you know, the first governor of Texas, Sam Houston, was also the governor of Tennessee. <laughs> so I think it's the only time that's ever happened in history, you know, so there, there's there's a rich history of, you know, like Davy Crockett, people coming from Tennessee to defend the Alamo, and, and I'm, I love history, first of all, but uh, but there's, there's, a, there's an old song called T for Texas, T for Tennessee, and uh, by God, I'm going All right. We gotta know, Clay, how do you define country music? It's not as great as God, but it is definitely undefinable. You know, you, you look at it and it, if you look at the artists that represent at any particular given time, and you look at the fan base that are supporting those artists, and that is country music at its, at its whole. Country Confidential from their Texan mouths to our ears, Texas music is all about the traditions and the spirit of independence. But above all, Texas country continues to drive growth for their community, plus a whole lot of fiddle. Once again, my name is Bobby Dixon and I am the founder of Backstage Bobby, a country music news outlet that highlights Chicago's country music scene. Follow me on Instagram at Backstage Bobby and be sure to subscribe to the Country Confidential podcast to hear more insider info directly from all of your favorite country music artists. Country Confidential. The All Country News Country Confidential podcast is produced by me, Ashley Kim. I also executive produce alongside my team at Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you love this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. And a huge shout out to our friends from Restless Road who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club and subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter. Check out a new episode of Country Confidential every month right here. All Country News.
I'll say it again. Clay has been killing the game for three decades. That's as old as me. But if I could pinpoint one memory, I'm going to start that over, Kim. I'll say it again. Clay has been killing the game for three decades. That's as old as me. But I had to know if he could pinpoint one memory that has really touched him throughout his career, what would it be? Wow, what great advice. We all just have to remember to really enjoy the moment and your success. But with his latest album, Texas to Set 10, starting that over, Kim. Wow, what great advice to really enjoy the moment and your success. With his latest album, Texas to Tennessee, I had to know the meaning behind it. All right, we got to know. Clay, how do you define country music?